0: We can't believe things just because we think them. We can't believe things just because we believe them, just because we feel them, because there is a very high chance we're wrong. And if we're not able to slow down and ask ourselves questions, look around and see what could be another explanation for what's happening besides I don't have value. I don't have worth. This person's trying to hurt me. That woman's a jerk. I can't believe she honked at me like that. We have to be able to slow it down and see what else is happening. Welcome to Love Addiction Recovery Over 40. I'm your guide, the coach in your pocket, Lacey Bentley. This show explores how to heal from your love and sex addiction and save your marriage. If you aren't sure where to start or what comes next, this is the place for you. I've spent 23 years leading women through addiction recovery, and I can tell you for sure, no one succeeds alone. You've got this, and I've got you. Let's get started. The day I was first told, Lacey, your problem is believing everything you think. It's like a photograph in my mind. This concept blew me away. I remember where I was, who I was with. I even remember the clothes I was wearing, which is very, very rare for me. All at once, I felt this complete freedom and a complete confusion (laughs) because I was like, wow. So if I don't have to believe everything I think, that is such a relief because I think some really stressful, confusing, angry, crazy-making stuff. And then if I can't believe everything I think, who am I supposed to believe? And how do I know what? that i think i am supposed to believe and what i shouldn't believe so it opened up this whole pandora's box for me of what's good what's bad what's real and years later i came across concepts like facts versus stories and emotions and how our emotions color the experiences we have and change them for us and as we get healthier in our emotions as we start to th- See things less as something acting on us, something happening to us, and more just events happen in life, stuff happens. Now, what are we going to do about it? What have I done that has contributed to the chaos or me having a life that I'm not actually pleased with or that I'm really frustrated with or relationships that are difficult? What part is mine and what is theirs? So I can address my part, which starts with my thinking. When this was said to me, Lacey, your problem is believing everything you think. I will never forget that line. It was literally the first time in my entire life I had considered I could be wrong. The thoughts I have could be wrong. Just because I have a thought, it doesn't mean it's true. And up until that moment, there was no distinction in my mind between facts, emotions, interpretations, perceptions, beliefs, all of that. It was just the thoughts I had, therefore fact. The sheer percentage of people I've encountered in the just over 15 years since that conversation, the sheer number of people who believe everything they think or feel has blown my mind. But remember, I was one of these people. And even sometimes I still get into this where I'm like, This is how I feel, therefore it must be true. And I'm gonna do another podcast on how our emotions, they're real, but that doesn't mean they're true. So that'll be coming in the next couple of weeks. But back to this, if you're sitting here going, well, I already knew that, awesome, awesome, because a lot of us don't. Until it's said explicitly, we just don't get that. So how do so many of us, who are adults, we should know better, right? not realize how wrong we can be about anything, everything, everyone. How do we not know? It's just not taught. It's just not a concept that, especially growing up in a family without the language of emotion and the language of what's your responsibility, what's my responsibility, what's just stuff that happens in the universe, you know, without that language, we just don't know not to believe something just because that's what we think we've experienced, right? So first I wanna talk about basic interpretation of facts. That's the starting place for catching this whole, I think it, therefore it's true, therefore I need to act on it, okay? So we need to look at what are the facts and understand that the interpretation of facts, the emotion, the stories that we believe really mostly come from our subconscious past, things that we may not remember, or maybe we do. We know where this belief was formed, but it still just seems like fact because it's been a part of our experience for so long. So for example, you hear someone scream and your mind goes straight to one or two reasons why somebody would scream like that. And that happens and your brain decides why someone would scream like that before it even registers the fact that then you hear two girls laughing Because one of them has just scared the daylights out of the other, right? So if someone honks aggressively, anyone around them might wonder, what did I do wrong? I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just sitting at the red light. Why are they honking at me? Well, there are a lot of cars on the road. If you're just sitting there at a red light and it didn't turn green and you're still there, they're probably not honking at you. And if they are, maybe they're actually saying hi, or maybe there's another reason. So. I once laid on my horn as a little boy came running out into the street and there was another vehicle coming towards me and this little boy. And I could tell she did not see this child. And so I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Because I like just instantly, you know, if you can get to this kid or not, or stop this other driver. So I just hit my horn really, really hard. And I just probably laid on my horn for four or five seconds. This poor little boy gets terrified turns around and goes running back into his house crying. He was like maybe four or five. I wasn't trying to scare him, but he did get scared. What he didn't get is hit by the other car. And then this woman, she looks at me and she's got her hands over her mouth and her eyes really wide. And then she takes her hands from her mouth and puts them on the sides of her face and just mouths, thank you. She knew instantly there was something wrong. I was not being aggressive. She wasn't offended. She then, like she slammed on her brakes like, what's going on? And she looked and she saw the little boy and then she saw me. And she saw him go running into his house, Poor little thing. And so her subconscious beliefs, her instant thoughts about my car being stopped in the middle of the street, accompanied by this obnoxious, loud honk, it didn't trigger anything in her about her worth or any crazy story, she just stopped and looked and went, what is happening? And all it did for her was create an increased awareness of her surroundings and that she could have hit that child. And she didn't. So any other response she had, if she had been like jerk and she just made eye contact with me and laid on the horn, she would have hit that kid. So this is what I mean by we can't believe things just because we think them. We can't believe things just because... We believe them just because we feel them because there is a very high chance we're wrong. And if we're not able to slow down and ask ourselves questions, look around and see what could be another explanation for what's happening besides, I don't have value. I don't have worth. This person's trying to hurt me. That woman's a jerk. I can't believe she honked at me like that. We have to be able to slow it down and see what else is happening. Now, this example of this little boy, you're probably used to this, but it's extreme, right? What I want you to really understand here is that there are ways to slow this down. So let's talk about that a little bit. You can start by listing facts, even just in your mind. I'm driving down a residential street. There's this woman in another car. She's watching something. What's she watching? Oh no, she's watching a little boy run out of the street and across his lawn into his house. Does she look like she's trying to be aggressive or upset me or be nasty? No, she doesn't. Therefore, I have no reason to think she's just trying to upset me. I can see that little boy and I can see that I almost hit him. And instead I can be grateful instead of believing there's something wrong with her or me, right? Or even thinking stupid kid, A four or five-year-old doesn't necessarily know if their ball runs out into the street or their dog or their cat or something, right? So let's talk about applying this to recovery. And the first thing I want you to do in applying this to recovery is to start accepting that you may not have really understood this whole concept if you can't believe everything you think, you can't believe everything you feel. Now, again, what you feel is real, It just isn't necessarily true. And I'll cover that in another podcast. What you think is real to you, but it may not be the truth. It may not be facts. It may just be an event colored by your experiences and your emotions and beliefs about yourself and other people. So just like 30-year-old me, this may not have really occurred to you before. You may not ever have even thought about that. And if you have, I want you to take this concept to a deeper level instead of just bringing it into yourself and going, okay, now I have this. I want you to continue to take this concept into a deeper level because so much, again, so much of what we think is tied to our beliefs about ourselves, about others, about the world, about our value, about their value. So believing you're in danger or about to lose someone or something you care about or you're unworthy of a certain type of relationship, those beliefs will cover everything you think about yourself and your relationships. These beliefs make loss seem like it's always around the corner or getting dumped or whatever. It's always around the corner. And the truth is there may be loss around the corner for you, But not necessarily, and not necessarily in the way you think. We can't really tell the future. We want to believe we can. We read horoscopes and all kinds of things trying to understand the future. We don't really know. Being afraid of loss, being afraid of something happening does not mean it will happen. But if that's all we're looking for, if that's all you're looking for, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy because you can't relax and trust that this relationship is okay. You can't slow it down and see, wait, the way I'm behaving in this relationship because I'm afraid of losing it or because I don't feel worthy or whatever's going on in your mind. It does not mean those things are going to happen. And it does mean you can make them happen by not focusing on you and what's true and what's possible and what you can do about what's possible instead of just feeling afraid all the time because you think that you know what other people are thinking. And the truth is we don't even know what we're really thinking half the time. So how can we know what someone else is thinking? We're not even inside their heads. And we might think, well, but they had this look on their face or they did this or they said this. So yeah, I know what they're thinking. Please don't do that to yourself or other people. You don't know until you really know. And that requires talking to that person and both of you being honest about what's really going on for you and them being willing to really admit what's happening and you being willing to hear it. So it is possible to know what someone's thinking. That's not usually through assumption and believing what we think though. Okay. That was a lot of the word think, hope I didn't lose you. And so all of these concepts I've talked about here, when it comes to self-fulfilling prophecy and believing what you're thinking and creating your own troubles and issues, or believing every thought or feeling you have to be true They can really mess with your head. They can mess with your relationships, but they are not a permanent or core piece of who you are. You can actually learn to stop these patterns of thinking and relating so that you can rebuild and repair these relationships, starting with the relationship with you and the honesty that you don't know for sure until you have all of the facts. And being open to letting all of those facts help you to create a more holistic and more wholesome picture of the experience of the person, of the relationship, instead of going about believing what you perceive to be true that can cause more issues because people hate it when we get who they are and what they are wrong. I know there have been times in my life when people, even family members, have interpreted what I've done or said in a way that is so far fetched to me that I would never behave that way. I can see why they think I did, absolutely. But that was not what I was doing. I have this boundary. If someone yells at me or lies about me to me or to someone else, I am not going to put up with it. I'm going to defend myself. And if they escalate, I am going to leave. And until they can get themselves handled, we are not going to converse. I had two people, a couple, start yelling at me over things I didn't actually do, things that were misinterpreted and misrepresented by one member of that coupleship, who then said to the other, Aren't you going to do anything? And they both started yelling at me. Not only had I not done what I was being accused of, but my intentions were to make sure that they were taken care of and had the things that they needed, but they could not and would not believe they could possibly be wrong about something. And it ended our relationships, which is very sad. It was unnecessary, but we cannot be so stuck with our own belief systems and ideas so deeply and so entrenched that we will literally verbally or physically attack people and tell them who they are and how they are. I don't want this kind of thing for you ladies. So let's recap some beliefs that I want you to actually start to integrate and some thoughts I want you to have that will help you when you have situations like this, whether it's with a stranger or a loved one or whoever it's with, where you can slow down Look at what you are thinking and therefore believing about this situation. So then you can manage your emotions, which we will talk about in the next podcast. So for starters, you can't believe everything you think. Please don't believe everything you think. Our emotions, they color our experiences. So we need to be aware of what they are. On the other hand, of you can't believe everything you think, you also can't believe everything everyone else thinks. Sometimes they have good advice, they have good feedback. Great, look for the gems in there. But just because somebody believes something, thinks something, doesn't mean that's true either. Also, when you're looking at what am I believing that may not be true, start with the facts. Think about what else could be happening and how you could be wrong in this situation. What else might be true or what might be more true? Then give other people and yourself the benefit of the doubt. Most people, my brother-in-law told me this years and years ago. He said, Lacey, most people aren't actually trying to hurt your feelings. And that changed everything for me. Most people aren't trying to be mean. They're not trying to be cruel or hurtful. So I've learned to give people the benefit of the doubt and to ask them questions. Also, you have value and so do other people, even when you are wrong, even when they are wrong. Our value as a human being, our worthiness for love and care and respect never changes. And here's how I know. You probably have lots of people in your world, no matter what they do, you still love and care about them and want them treated well. The same is true for you. There are people who feel that about you. Every infant is born worthy of love and care and respect and concern. Also. It's hard to be honest when we're wrong, whether it's about our thoughts and we just have to be honest with ourselves or we have to actually tell someone, I was wrong. That's hard and it's okay. And that's part of recovery is learning to say, I was wrong and I'm sorry. And even when you're wrong, you still get to take care of yourself. Just because you're wrong doesn't mean you have to put up with being berated or abused. You might need to hear how you affected the person They might want to share with you what they really meant. That's cool. You don't have to let anyone hurt or berate you. And finally, you and other people being wrong doesn't make anybody a bad person. This is just part of the human condition. We think something and we believe it. We believe something, therefore it's fact. And as we will talk about in the next episode, we feel something and that feeling is real. But just like our thoughts and beliefs, that does not make them true. Thanks for listening. Can I ask you a favor? If this resonated with you, will you leave a review on Apple Podcasts? Your input allows us to reach more people and make a bigger impact. Next, if you're wondering whether or not you're ready for recovery, take the quiz by going to www.herrecoveryroadmap.com forward slash quiz, where you'll find the right next step for you. Until next time, don't forget, you've got this and I've got you.